the niche things do the best. Like therapy for black girls popped off because there was nothing like that at the time, you know? Those kind of things really are easy. If you're doing a business entrepreneurship, it's like not unless you're doing something very niche where it's like, I'm only talking to people, you know, doing this one thing or like building code or things like that. It's just kind of hard. It almost feels like you're trying to be available for everybody and not just one person to like blow up. So I say pop culture and talk are like the popular ones, but what I see coming is more TV rap and TV based um, podcasts. Welcome to the podcast sessions with Rutenda Nyamuda. Each week, we take you behind the mic as we interview podcast hosts, podcast producers, and those within the podcast industry. Coming up on today's show, the founder of Podcasts in Color, one of the largest directories highlighting and featuring podcasters of color. We welcome on the show, Barry. I would really, really love to gain some insights into your journey. Where did this podcast journey actually start for you? I'm a fan of The Read. That's my number one podcast. I call myself the number one fan. Um, But I live in Denver, Colorado, which for the United States, it's like middle America. So it's not a coastal city. Um, And of course, my city, I believe, well, I'm sorry, my state is under um, 15% Black. So that's where I, you know, I understand that I'm surrounded by white people. So I was like, what is it for other people like me um, in states like this that are looking for podcasts and content like this that aren't living on Twitter because they have nothing else to do as I was at the time. So I started creating pages and I was just like, I would talk to my cousins and I'd be like, oh, you have to listen to this. And they had children and different type of lives than me. Um, So their whole thing was like, I was their discovery person. They'd be like, well, I don't like that podcast. Well, what's another podcast? And the kind of thing. I kind of just became like, you know, like help me find something else. And it was like, all right, I love the read, but you know, I always have understood that like my favorite podcast is my favorite podcast. I'm trying to help you find your favorite podcast. Mm -hmm. And everything that I kind of did after that was just like in, oh, it's hard to discover PLC podcasts. Oh, we rarely even see black podcasts. Where are we at? Mm -hmm. Um, And trying to put that, I thought it was going to be small. Um, Mm -hmm. I have, I still, I have this, an email with my first directory and it's just one page and it's like 50 podcasts or something, (laughs) something crazy. So like, I just thought, oh, okay, I'm just going to let other people know there's like other 50 podcasts out here that are, you know, POC, we're out here. And then it exploded over time. Like more podcasts found me, Um, like everything that's happened, I've had to like upgrade my system. So I was used to get emails um, when people would submit to my site. I had to do that to a Google form to go to a sheet because I was getting too many emails and like I just it's kind of everything that I've learned or done in podcasting with podcasting color like I more had to do because of the growth Mm -hmm. um not necessarily because I was thinking like oh this is the next thing and I think that's what started me thinking like I have to figure out what the next thing is because I can't be behind amazing and so did you start off as a podcaster first or just a lover of podcasters podcast just a lover of podcasters I started as a listener first and when I was taking in so much content, it really became a thing of like, I was able to give tips to other people. Like I'm taking in enough podcasts where I know this should go this way. I know this is how episode notes should look. I know your logo should be bigger because that's why this podcast is getting, you know, listens and things like that. And I was giving tips and it felt like a lot of podcasters were like, well, you don't know what we do behind the mic before we're publishing. It feels like you're just judging us like after we publish. And I was like, you know what? I do consult and I've been doing other things. Why don't I publish a podcast for a year, 
learn about like what the process would be, what I would say, no, yes. You know, the things that I would want to know about podcast hosts and the other thing. Mm -hmm. I did that for a year just to kind of know the process. So I can tell people you want to bank episodes. I can tell people I've tried a bunch of different podcast hosts and these are the kind of things you want to look into. Um, I can tell people like how to create audiograms or, you know, what to send to a guest after, just like how something is important to reach out to a guest after you should be sending the episode, some links, a couple of audiograms, just things for them to post. So it kind of just gave me more like when I consult, I can give you more details on how it should go and how to like the process. I know it's not easy. So like really giving you timing, like you need to give yourself the time to be able to do things. So you started this directory 2015 slash 2016, and it has grown to actually become one of the largest directories uh, of POC podcasts that is out there. I've seen that I'm the largest that's POC. Some people do, um, you know, just one section or some people do just one country or, you know, like something. And I was like, I'm trying not to do a subset. I feel like I've always wanted to once I started listening, I tell I feel lame for this, but once I started listening to podcasts out of London, I was like, oh my God, like I could like travel there and know somebody or kind of know what they're talking about. Like, you know, already people talk about the things they do. So like restaurants or, you know, events or things like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, with Podcasts in Color, when I really went to, when I went to finally started a Squarespace off a of blogger and WordPress and whatever else, I was like, okay, there should be more. Like, you know, I was just like, there's more than the United States. There's more than like the smaller picture I'm seeing. So I've always tried to create a global picture. Like I just want people to always remember, like if you're finding podcasts locally, there's also some podcasts probably where you want to visit that might be fun to listen to too (laughs) I love that I love that and out of interest how many uh, podcasts would you say that are on the directory at the moment um I can't the direct number is somewhere but it's 1200 right now and that's because I do clean them out um if you haven't updated in over six months um and it doesn't show you're doing seasons or anything I do clean that out so it's not a bunch of dead links um inside the directory Mm -hmm. um but right now it's about 1200 podcasts that is absolutely amazing. Oftentimes people will say like, there are not enough uh, podcasts of color or I can't name five um, black podcasters. Or when it comes to an African case, it's like, I can't name five or six uh, African podcasters. So whenever I'm in interviews, I make a point to actually mention that I do listen to African podcasts. And now you've built this community where you can't say you don't know because just go to podcasts in color and there are podcasts. Have you found, (laughs) was that also one of the big things for you in the beginning? Like when people were naming their favorite podcasts that not a lot of podcasts of color would pop up? Yes. And like, it's to a point where you say you make sure to mention um, African podcasts. You're going to make sure to mention, you know, like where people are from. A lot of things in the United States, like when podcasts was building and I've critiqued a lot of things, which is why (laughs) people feel a way about me sometimes. But I felt a way because when podcasting was getting built up, the white podcasts were rising to the top, but then you would get a black podcast person and they would just be a host, not necessarily behind the mic. And anytime they were asked about their favorite podcast, they were giving white podcasts. And so like, I was very big on saying, no, no, no. If you are a POC podcaster, I expect it out of everyone. But especially if you are a POC podcaster, if somebody asks you what your favorite podcasts are, there better be a POC one in that list. Like you have to understand and reach back and bring other people up. Like you're not up there alone. It's not a whole bunch of people white people listening to you this isn't rap music like it's all of us <laughs> you know that are mainly going to be there that are able to take in all this content and other things so um 
to me, that was a big barrier in the United States. And we've come really past that. People are doing a lot better, um, making sure they're mentioning podcasts because they understand that like they can't be the one in a list because that's not helping anybody. Um, so it really helps if the list is deep with you all and everybody's like, oh, let me subscribe to all these podcasts. Um, so yeah, I would say it's like, it's a big thing. Everybody doesn't really understand um, sharing podcasts or mentioning podcasts, like as you said, and everybody doesn't really get the details of things. And so my thing is like, I come into this and just for podcasting, going a little off script, I come into this and I try to learn more if mm-hmm. I don't know something more about podcasting or something in the industry. And just to know something about that, to build a skill for the thing that'll probably take me to something else. Yeah. But a lot of people don't come in like, oh, you know what? I need to learn about podcasting. I need to learn about the people behind the mic. I need to learn who made these podcasts that were great or how that happened and not just assume I can do those things, you know, out of my mind. <laughs> and <laughs> I think that's where the big gap is, is that some people have become a podcast host and it's like, but you're not tapping into the industry and the behind the mic stuff. And that's really what's building the in front of the mic stuff. And mm-hmm. until you get the circle of life, you're never going to be really in the podcast industry. It's going to be people, look, people looking at you like you're trying to do this but you don't understand we exist you know it's kind of like I don't know if you saw the Amanda Seals thing where she came out and she was like I'm the first black woman to own a podcast network and it was like girl it's 2020 (laughs) there have been so many black women that have owned podcast networks that have come and gone Mm -hmm. and that are succeeding like Renee Rich in London and things like that it's like girl come on Mm -hmm. so it's like you know so many people do that they just create something in their head when they're getting in the podcast and they're like I'm the number one and it's like Mm -hmm. I don't need to tap into anything else or find out if this is true (laughs) What are the most popular podcast genres uh, on your platform? I would say like the most popular genres would be um, pop culture. Uh, People like the educational history art type of thing, like how those kind of go when you're talking about maybe art from the past or fashion, those kind of things. But like, I would say you kind of mentioned what does the best or something in your question. And I would say, the niche things do the best. Like therapy for black girls popped off because there was nothing like that at the time. You know, um, we're getting like those kind of things really are easy. If you're doing a business entrepreneurship, it's like not unless you're doing something very niche where it's like, I'm only talking to people, you know, doing this one thing or like building code or things like that. It's just kind of hard. It almost feels like you're trying to be available for everybody and not just one person to like blow up so I say pop culture and talk are like the popular ones but what I see coming which you didn't ask but (laughs) what I see coming is more um tv rap and tv based um podcasts because of Netflix and the things that they're going to be doing um and how people can connect anywhere if we're like we're all watching the circle and you're doing a the circle recap podcast or you know something like that um you know just things that you can connect over where you're like I can maybe do local people but I could probably pull in some other people that would like these opinions too I love that and it's so interesting what you're saying about the recaps is uh because we are slightly behind um in this in the, in the podcast movement what we've seen a lot in South Africa are more of the interview style podcasts and slowly starting to come into the industry are your long form podcasts. But I love what you're saying about the recaps because essentially you're talking about content that is already out there. And we love naturally as human beings, we love knowing what's happening. We love the scandals and the gossip and the whatever it is, the drama and oh my word, did you see that? So if you're listening to people having a conversation about what is already in your mind, you're probably going to be there fairly quickly. Um, and I love what you said about the niche market 
another thing that people often say, even when I'm doing my podcast consultations, is like, so I'm like, who's your target market? And they'll say, everyone. I want to reach everyone. I want to have the highest rated podcast in the whole world. And I'm like, it's a niche. It is created for the niche person. If you have a podcast about pottery, you're going to target people in the pottery who are either interested about pottery or already doing pottery. You're not targeting the entire world because not necessarily everyone uh, is a potter. (laughs) The thing like how you just said with the example of pottery, I don't do pottery, but you know what? I don't do a lot of things and I watch people do it online all day. Like that's what YouTube is. Just watching people we won't do things we won't do all day. All kind of hairstyles, all kind of things. Like, you know what? I might do that. Maybe I'll clean my room. Maybe I'll set my stuff up like that. Like, oh my God, I watch a stay-at-home mom clean her house every day. I don't do anything like that. I lay in my bed all day. But like when she does that, it makes me feel good. So it's like, you know what? What people have to realize is you're not only going to somebody that's going to love the subject that, or is trying to, you know, do pottery. Some you're doing, somebody just wants to hear somebody talk about somebody they like, something they like. Like I love to talk, listen to people talk about things they like that I'm never going to do or exist. Like that's my thing. Like if you're talking, you're passionate about things. I like that. When people are passionate about their kids, like, and things like that, I'm like, that's the cutest thing. Like, you know, so it's also about like, if you're doing the thing you like, that's what people like. The energy of that is what people are going to come over to. And maybe they'll start, you know, doing it. But most of the time I'm like, I'll take in content and then I'll find somebody that likes it. And I'll be like, Oh, you'll probably like this. And they'll be like, you like that? And I'm like, one of the toughest things that I've seen in podcasting, especially now uh, in South Africa and on the African continent is increasing people's knowledge of podcasters and podcasting. How would you advise that as an industry, um, based on your experiences of having this massive, large directory, um, so how, do you, how, do you, how would you advise that we go about increasing the knowledge base, not necessarily the listenership base, which is important, but the knowledge base of podcasting? I think with a lot of, in the start of podcasting here, um, and even when people start apps and things like that, I'm telling people, why aren't you doing videos? Um, videos for social media, um, even like YouTube videos of like, how do you listen? What is a podcast? What are you getting from this content? Like I've just, I've shared things in the past. I'm like, people will do it one time and then think that's enough. And it's like, no, we have new listeners and new people coming in all the time. So you kind of want to say, how do I use Google podcasts? You know, um, you can download this, you know, giving people the features. We all understand that if you want to join TikTok right now, most likely you're going to go watch a few YouTubes on how does this work? How do I do the videos? <laughs> you know, the things like that. So it's really giving like if you're following me and you're like, they're doing something, but I don't really understand what a podcast is or is that going to be data? How much does that cost? And it's like you could answer all these questions. And if you can do that already, you've changed the gap. So it's like if you talk to your cousin or someone and you're like, I'm going to have a conversation with them and every question they ask that will be the questions I answer in my social media posts because that's probably the general questions anybody's going to have about what I'm doing. And that makes it easier that if I discover you and I'm like, oh, I can do this. And then I can send that same social media post or at my friend of the post, like, this is what I'm talking about. So mm-hmm. it kind of can give a reference of like, this is what I'm talking about. It's easier to spread. And when you bring somebody in through your channel, 
they come to you first to learn about other things. So it's like, if I taught you about how to listen to podcasts, like a lot of the read did for the United States, you come to them and ask them to do things like they're your lead off. Or even if somebody doesn't like you, which I find funny, they'll be like, I mean, I don't like, they'll, they'll mention them. And I'm like, but the point is, is they're the one that you mentioned to say that you're trying to do the other thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so it's like bringing people in. How do I listen? You're going to be mentioning other apps. You know, you're going to be like, how does this, like, who, what phones do we have? Do most people have iPhones or Androids? What apps would they most likely be able to use? They would probably want an app that downloads or something like that. I'm big on an app that downloads, so you're not using all my data because I'm usually streaming things. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, tell me the app downloads. Maybe tell me I can see my listening history. You know, like, tell people about the things that they can get from this. I'm like, when mm-hmm. I was trying to really bring people into podcasts and color on Twitter and on a thing, I'm like, I share what's in the content. I don't just share a podcast exists. I'm going to share like, this is a read. And they were talking about Beyonce and like, you know, they're, you know, lovers. And I might put a clip on there or something like that. Like there's so many things that I'm trying to show you what's in the content and why you want to get here and also how to get here. And speaking of apps, because naturally you can listen to an array of podcasts on, you mentioned Spotify, Apple uh, podcasts, Google podcasts, even. And coming back to the directory, why is the core of the directory super important when we already have kind of access to to these podcasts on those other applications. That's the thing. I've always wanted to almost make somebody erase me, make me not need it. So my thing is like podcast apps have so far to go. Like I'm so happy Um, last month overcast, which is only an iPhone's um, added a podcast in color section. So you can easily find more podcasters of color on their search page. But for many things, if you look on, um, their podcast curation page, their first page, it looks white. Um, you know, most people are like, okay, maybe there's a few PLC podcasts and a new and noteworthy that made it, but I go into another section and it's like, well, I mean, I'm sure we listen to T, you know, do TV podcasts too, but we ain't in none of these TV recaps. And then it's like, oh wait, you have a movie thing. I'm sure we listen to the, and watch movies and do recaps too, or maybe those, and then people start to think those podcasts that don't exist and that creates part of the problem. So I feel like until all apps are on this, like we need to make sure that our curation page is, you know, diverse. We need to make sure we're talking about like black people and we're not only putting race podcasts up there when we highlight them, like they talk about knitting and all the other stuff that we, you know, everything else. And so I think that's what a lot of people have to get out of. Like we're in the phase, I think maybe 101 to 102 for some people, Apple podcasts, I know here is doing way better with like highlighting podcasts. I'm like, I don't know what their pages look like around the world. When I used to look at them on my computer and I could look at the pages, you know, everything, it almost looked like a repeated United States, but weaker. And it's like, why should a page in London look like the United States? They have their own podcast. They have their own things. Like if London's having a Black History Month, I don't feel like that should be full of American podcasts. So (laughs) I'm like, there's just still ways to go. Like we don't even talk about podcasts in different languages yet on a regular basis. Like we're starting to have that conversation, but I'm like, there's no sections of like knitters talking in Spanish or, you know, like it's just bigger than what people have put it. And I'm like, until real apps are really looking at that and saying, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do better in every section. I'm going to make sure not only in the United States where they're pressing me, but in like all the other countries, we have a curation page. I am going to upgrade and make sure we're pulling in people from that country and not just repurposing United States podcasts, hoping we can be bigger everywhere. So (laughs) with Spotify and everybody else making their own content, it kind of makes it like they're going to try to push that and you can only hope that they're going to do more local things, but who knows? 
Why would you advise people to listen to a lot of podcasts and not just produce and create? Because there is this misconception that all podcasting is, uh, is people who have just turned on a mic, they sat down, they're talking and they leave. And not a lot of people understand the, never mind the production that goes behind it, but actually how listening to various podcasts can actually be of great benefit to you. I think that it's the beginning of like when you watch a talk show and you're like, this talk show is weak. Like it's a new talk show. And then you watch the Oprah show or something. Like when somebody's trying to give you an experience and you know, you understand the experience and when podcasting is and the people that have been able to make the most money in podcasting, they understand that they are giving you an experience. They're exposing you to something like you are coming in and you are going to be so like hype about it so it's like if you are really thinking about even if it's two people in a mic if you're thinking about the experience of it like you know what when they turn on this podcast I like it to be a little silent like a movie and then a burst out because that's what I do and then you know like during the podcast I'm gonna make sure I keep it real level because they know like Kid Fury knows when he does the video voice for Nicki Minaj or like other people, we are going to live. If he's going to do Blue Ivy's voice, we are going to live. It's like build an experience. Like, what do I come here for? Like anytime we love Insecure or like any of these other shows, we're coming there for the drama or something fun or like something about it. We're about to be like, oh my God, it's going to be going on so much, you know? So like, we're not just joining in stuff and watching it bland if we're joining in stuff and it's a whole bunch of people like versus or anything else we're joining in because it's about to be wild there's gonna be some memes there's gonna be some blasts and most people aren't thinking about building the experience like what are you building in like a new podcast i'm listening to called imperfect strangers um they're two strangers getting to know each other like over the phone over the podcast and it's pretty funny because what they included in one of the audios one one's a black woman the other one's a white woman the white woman had said something and literally the black woman takes a breath and you can hear it like, and as a black person, you're like, oh my God, what's she about to do? And you hear a dial tone and they just put that like in the audio of the podcast, like this is when I would have hung up and this is when we would have to come back around to this conversation. I'm like, now that is realistic because anybody who has a black friend who knows that like you have said something and they have been like, I just don't, I'm not going to do this with them right now. I'm going to call them back later. And I'm like, that is so realistic. And it was like so funny. And I'm like, that's an experience to tell me that Melissa would hang up on Amanda, which Melissa would do. That is something realistic to put in audio, you know? And I'm like, that's building part of the experience. Like when you come here, this is what you're going to get from us. And so like, that's what I would think. Like, even if you're too many people with a mic or anything like that, you should be thinking like, what am I putting in here that is going to be an experience? And when my listeners like hear that, they are going to laugh and crack up. Like these people are hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And finally, I want to find out what advice do you have for podcasters who are entering the game, who are in the game? What from your incredible knowledge of podcasting from whether it's advice on graphics or advice on uh, audio or advice on storytelling. What advice do you have for podcasters? Take advantage of the free stuff. Like Air Media right now um, is, has been doing free classes on like audio drama and podcast IP and like doing free consoles you can watch. They've been doing three different things on Wednesday, later today, um, they'll be doing that. I would say I've done free things and put it up on YouTube later. A lot of people have been doing, you know, free panels on different things and put it on YouTube and other places you can do. Um, You have Work It Podcast, which is a women's podcast festival here that puts um, some 
of their podcast festival things up on a podcast feed for free. So people spent $400 to go to that conference and hear those things and they're putting it on the podcast feed for you for free. So to me, that's something to take advantage of. We also have Third Coast, which is the, I would say most industry conference in the United States for podcasters. And of course, before COVID, um, every year it would sell out. So like that was the only podcast conference I knew every year it would sell out um, probably a month or so before it was even the conference. They have a podcast feed that they put things up on. Um, so it's like if people are putting, you know, conference feeds, um, you know, free stuff. If you're taking advantage of free stuff and listening to what other people have done, like on Work It's Feed, they have a whole bunch of how did I make this? So literally people are taking you step by step on how I made this successful podcast. It's like if you're taking those things in, you'll be able to do what you're supposed to do. If you're not taking those things in, listeners will be like, it feels like they don't know what other podcasters know. And then that kind of creates a gap between you and a listener. If the listener's like, I've been listening to podcasts and it just feels like they can know more. And I don't know that they know they can know more. It's like, don't let the listener know more than you if they're a podcast listener. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of our show. We're so excited to let you know that the next issue of the Podcast Sessions Digital Magazine is almost ready. In the meantime, make sure that you've subscribed to the magazine at www.thepodsessions.com.